Living Sounds with Kanye Makubani. Four minutes after seven o'clock. Welcome to the second hour of the show. My name is Kanye Makubani. Now, tonight we're talking about morals, morals, morals. And the question we're asking tonight is, what is the contribution of the church and religion to rebuilding the moral fiber of the society in leading the moral revival movement in South Africa. Now, July has been named Moral Regeneration Month and it is done so to commemorate with you know the celebration of the uh, the former president's birthday on 18 July but also just talk about the fact that former president Nelson Mandela was very instrumental in starting the moral regeneration movement and joining me in the studio tonight let me welcome my guest father uh, thank you so much for being here Thank you very much for the opportunity and good evening to everybody, especially to the uh, um, to our icon Nelson Mandela, and we join everybody in wishing him a, a speedy recovery Absolutely. and especially praying for the uh, for his family. Absolutely, we saw today in different parts of the country prayer services were held, you know, mm-hmm. to continue praying for him because I believe that South Africans have just shown so much love. Over the past few uh, months, you know, and especially these past few weeks that he's been in hospital, we've really intensified Mm -hmm. our love. And it is for this reason that we are joined uh, together tonight to talk about the moral regeneration movement of which you are the chairman. Can you just uh, briefly tell us about MRM in abbreviation and just basically what it does? Moral regeneration movement was launched in 2002 mm-hmm. at the Waterkloof Air Force Base in uh, Pretoria. Yes. Its main objective was to help restore and enhance mm-hmm. the moral health yes. of the country. Yes. Uh, we did so against the backdrop of uh, lots of instances of social pathological ills that were taking place, rape, uh, murder, Mm -hmm. uh, substance abuse, Mm -hmm. uh, corruption in various forms, entrepreneurship, and uh, hatred of, you know, amongst people, and uh, lack of uh, uh, integrity, especially in people in positions of responsibility. So therefore we we felt, uh, after consultation, Mm -hmm. particularly at at that time, the uh, political leadership, including Nelson Mandela at the time he was uh, president. And we therefore decided after consultation, including, by the way, the SABC uh, uh, mm-hmm. was also consulted about this, this matter, religious organizations, socializing institutions, uh, workers' movements. We then organized a conference in 1998, mm-hmm. which was attended by all leaders of political parties that are represented in parliament as well as leaders of all major religious organizations uh, in the country Mm. and the upshot was that they endorsed a code of conduct for people in positions of responsibility when we have more time one day we'll spell them out exactly what those values are but they were very 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 important and it was very clear right from the beginning if you also read some of the speeches that uh, Mandela made um, it was very clear that mm. he was taking the question of moral renewal very seriously I remember as early as 1997 mm-hmm. at the ANC National Conference mm-hmm. in Murphy King if you read the, the speech that he gave there's a whole thick almost thick chapter specifically focused on the need 
for moral renewal in the country. Now, in what I want to come to specifically on that point is that in June 1997, the former President Nelson Mandela, he gathered around him religious leaders to meet. And you were present at that meeting where Correct. he wanted to express his, his desire, what he wanted to see coming out of society, what he would like this movement to do and what it would look like. And this is five years prior to the 2002 launch. Can you just tell us what happened at that meeting? Mandela was very much aware mm-hmm. of the role that churches played, particularly yes. during the liberation struggle. Who else was present at that meeting, just uh, in way of you telling us about it? Well, I may not remember all the, the uh, 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 names, mm-hmm. but there certainly uh, also political leaders mm-hmm. were present, some ministers, you know, uh, in, in, in government, but also some uh, prominent person, leaders in, of civil society, yes. because we didn't really see that meeting as only talking to the uh, uh, religious sector in a very exclusive sense of the word, mm. but we're aware of the fact that particularly Christians, yeah, I'm being uh, almost, I'm narrowing it down to Christians, more than 80% of the population is Christian. Yes. Now, whether people go to church every day or not, but they've got that kind of background, that kind of socialization, and therefore he felt, even for purely political point of view, that this was a very, very important sector, and therefore he needed to make sure that government at that time or the ruling party or other political formations also worked very closely mm-hmm. with the uh, uh, churches. So that whilst the, the politics, the politicians looked after economic growth, looked after the politics of the country, defense, and so on and so on, mm-hmm. but that there was um, a group out there or institutions out there that they were also saying, like Mandela said, it's not good enough to have good political and economic systems, institutions, unless the soul is rotten. So that's why he spoke about the transformation of the soul. Yes. And after that, five years later, the MRM was officially launched. Correct. And let's just talk about the work of the MRM, because over the past, I could say, 11 years that you have been, you know, in functioning mode, there has been a lot happening in South Africa, and indeed one might even say that moral degeneration is accelerating more than moral uh, regeneration, because, I mean, you only have to read the headlines on a daily basis, the things that continue to happen in our society. I mean, at some point, you know, South Africa was listed as one of the most violent societies in the world, and, you know, when we continue looking at these statistics, one has to ask, has it been effective over the past 11 years, the moral regeneration movement? I think I have got to accept the fact that um, uh, moral renewal or ethical uh, renewal, even its transformation, cannot always be quantified like having a project that is, um, you know, the, uh, whose progress or lack of progress mm-hmm. you can actually quantify. Mm-hmm. However, what you can say is that there's a way in which you can, to some extent, almost measure progress that has been made. Take, and uh, say, institutions of learning. Mm-hmm. There are certain schools that are very well known for discipline, high-quality uh, provision of uh, education, mm-hmm. uh, integrity, and so on, so that the product of that school are actually almost outstanding, and everybody can tell that student or that young person, that young leader, 
is a product of that particular uh, institution. Mm. So that there's a way in which you can measure it. But what I'm saying is that um, uh, unlike purely material and uh, uh, quantifiable thing, you cannot always say, yes, we've been 100% uh, successful. But mm-hmm. the truth of the matter is that we also have, have made a lot of progress. The right. fact that we've been we've, uh, uh, on a continuous basis engaged in social dialogues in all the nine provinces, the fact that we've got chapters uh, in all the nine uh, provinces with groups promoting the nine Values, we call them positive uh, uh, values that have been accepted yes. by the people of uh, uh, South Africa. So one can therefore say, just to give an example, when Anin Boysen was brutally raped and murdered, there were a series of social dialogues in and around the Western Cape inviting all categories in, you know, from society mm-hmm. to address this particular incident. But let me also say, that this is work in progress and it will be like that I think for a long time to come. The churches have been in existence for over 2,000 years and other religious institutions we still continue still in the pulpit <laughs> preaching. <laughs> We're still going there. We'll, go there. we'll never give up. That's how life is because society mm. also changes. What I want us to do is just talk about morals themselves because, you know, the definition of morals can change from society to society. But as we understand it, according to the moral regeneration movement, what are morals? And when we talk about morals, are we talking about a religious concept? Are we talking about a universal human concept? Are we talking about characteristics like you started off by saying integrity honesty being somebody that's trustworthy and noble having pride in yourself when we talk about morals is it you know the combination of all those things come together or can we pin it back down to a religious concept as the way Jesus Christ spoke about righteousness and holiness you know where do we locate morals I think we should right away make a distinction between what the sociologists call mores Uh, mores is like customs, traditions of of people Uh, if as a Zulu speaking person Mm -hmm. uh, or a Bedi speaking person it, it is part of your custom to behave in a particular acceptable way yes other uh, 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 groupings mm. may uh, behave very differently they are not doing anything that is unethical so you like think morals can be accepted social norms yes yes yes, yes. that's mm. why i'm making a decision between yes. morals and morality or mm. ethics mm-hmm. now that has to do then with the uh, 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 the difference between what is right from what is wrong, mm-hmm. what is uh, uh, acceptable and what is unacceptable, what is destructive and what is positive in our human relationships, what is evil and what is uh, uh, wholesome in the way in which we relate to uh, one another. Because if you look at all actions that are described as immoral, mm. they inflict pain, whether emotional pain, physical pain. Uh, they are uh, destructive, yes. they cause conflict, social conflict among people, they cause distrust, mm-hmm. they cause desire for revenge, they cause, in other words, they do a lot of damage and they go contrary to our project of uh, building this nation mm-hmm. and uh, having citizens that are truly patriotic. So that is real, I would say, in very broad terms, that is the uh, difference. Now, going throughout history, you'll also notice that um, 
they've always been a certain uh, cultural norms that are accepted, but they are, uh, they are not, you won't go to heaven when you don't observe those uh, cultural norms, but they probably will say you'll go to, uh, or rather, they, will not, they won't go to hell. Yes. So, um, but if you d- kill somebody, mm. if you get drunk and kill people, if you are a liar, uh, you are distrust with if you are not an accountable person person if you are a a, 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 a gender a violator and so on people will say this guy is in trouble we, we probably when he gets to the next world he has lots of things to answer for <laughs> it would seem like we are all immoral <laughs> on some level because we can all locate some sort of guilt you know if we have to talk about what morality is and then you you can find yourself to say okay maybe once or twice maybe i've been guilty of this i've been guilty of that what i want to get into is the church now the role of the church specifically in leading you know the movement of of moral regeneration let's talk about the role of the church or right, before coming to that can i hope you won't mind because sure. you made a statement which could be misinterpreted yes. when you said we're all immoral it's true it I'm saying we could all we, we one could. can say we could all be you know if we are to define yes. it yes 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 I agree but the point that I want to make is that uh, we are judged to have um, flouted moral norms of behavior sure. because of our rationality we're not animals we've got brains, we've got intellect, we've got the spirit, we've got the soul. Mm. Um, So therefore people will be able to say, you have the ability to make a decision between what is right and what uh, from what is good. Whereas an animal can do exactly the same thing, but nobody will accuse it of being of acting uh, immorally. So I'm therefore saying the question of conscience also uh, plays a very important uh, role. Get to our questions now. I said earlier that more than 80% of the, uh, uh, of the uh, population are Christians. Now, maybe I should be talking about interfaith communities, because Christians is just one uh, sector of uh, uh, believing communities and, and so on. Now, during the liberation struggle, as I've already said, the churches fought apartheid, not just as a political uh, principle, but because they th- thought it was intrinsically, it was fundamentally immoral. It was against uh, the um, uh, the freedom of people, the mm. rightful freedom. It was uh, it discri- discriminated certain groups of people against others, caused lots of poverty, unemployment, and uh, neighbors fighting neighbors, mm-hmm. and uh, others looking down on others, and uh, and so on. It actually spread greed, violence, and all those kinds of uh, 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 evils. So the churches stood up. Now, the point I want to make right away is that we can talk about the church, but there were those churches that actually supported apartheid. They gave it a theological or biblical legitimation. There were those churches that were sort of mediocre. Uh, apartheid is wrong, is rotten, yes, bad. Never really to yeah, the You see, and then there were those that you can actually say they were really prophetic. In mm-hmm. other words, they were able to speak uh, truth to power and take consequences uh, mm-hmm. uh, if need be. So I'm def- when I'm therefore talking about the church, uh, we, we keep that also in mind, that it yes. was not a monolithic uh, uh, entity. So the churches have got pulpits every Sunday. Yes. 
in which they can inculcate certain values, they can help people internalize those uh, values. They've got hundreds, probably millions of uh, young men and women exposed to the priests, exposed to church leadership, Mm -hmm. exposed to the teachings of the church. Mm -hmm. Now, lots of the teachings of those church obviously are based either on the Bible, uh, Koran, or some uh, sacred books of various types and so on. The whole idea is that they believe in a God, existence of a a supreme being that holds us accountable Mm -hmm. for our deeds, our actions. And that you probably will have to answer very serious questions. If you have been living a very (laughs) (laughs) crooked life, you might have awkward questions to to answer. So that's what motivates them. Let me invite calls, uh, Father Smangaliso, on 0891 is the number that you can use to reach us here in the studio. We're talking about the role of uh, the church, using it in a very broader sense, outside of just you know the Christian community, but all faith communities play a role in this very important uh, responsibility that we all have. And you can reach us here in the studio on 0891 or 4207. Our SMS line is 34701. Now, when we're talking about the church, we've defined that, you know, it, it, it's about the exposure that people can have and the power to influence, you know, a certain type of thinking amongst congregants. Now, generally, when we start looking at the media space and headlines start coming up that are coming emanating from the church themselves, that are making people question what is the morality of the church. Like, every mm-hmm. once in a while, you'll see... Pastor rapes girl, or mm-hmm. you'll see a uh, money stolen from this church by that church, or you know, pastor, you know, accused of you know doing any type of wrong type of behavior, and sometimes it makes people lose their confidence, you know, in 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 religious structures because we are supposed to be beyond reproach or above reproach in one mm-hmm. way or mm-hmm. another, mm-hmm. but we are human and humans err by nature. So at what point do we start conscientizing people that, you know, the church may not be perfect, but it, sh- it should still lead the moral regeneration movement and not be mm-hmm. scared that because it's not perfect and these kind of things will happen, that it should suddenly be timid and keep quiet? Well, I think, Kanye, uh, uh, because a uh, Church leaders or mm-hmm. churches themselves are human beings, yeah. and uh, despite the uh, the knowledge and the teaching that uh, uh, they sometimes um, made available to people, you see, and so on and so, on, they themselves, because they're human beings, they can still. Uh, make mistakes, but there is always room for uh, uh, for repentance. Uh, that's why they always say, "Well, the good Lord is willing to forgive you, provided you are humble enough to be able to admit uh, you are you are wrongdoing." Yes. And that's why even society, generally speaking, if they realize that a particular leader has made a mistake, but is willing to repent to stop the nonsense that they may be involved in and so on. People will uh, uh, will uh, uh, will forgive them. Mm. Now, let me take some calls before we continue. Yeah. We've got quite a few people waiting on the line already. Okay. Let's go to Zandi in Johannesburg. Good evening, Zandi. Good evening, Tanya. How are you? Very well, thank you. Okay, I'll be with you in a, just a second. Okay, Zandi. Are you back? Uh, with... Yes. Okay, Zandi, are you with us? Okay, Zandi doesn't seem to be there anymore. Philippine Springs, good evening. 
Good evening. I just wanted to show you in my one sense um, opinion here. Can you close your radio? Oh, yes, sure. Sorry. Okay. Personally, I think the church, Christianity, I think they failed. I think they failed because instead of life getting better and better, improving, everything is going worse. Then instead, we're seeing a strengthening of church. Almost every corner, a new church is formed. There's a new pastor. There's a new this and that. Yet the church is going higher. Uh, issues of rape are getting worse and worse. You know, schools, pregnancy in schools. I think generally, I think the church has failed. And I think it's for us to challenge it and say, guys, you need to do something differently or approach everything that you're doing differently. It looks to me at times like they're out there to make much more money. The focus is on making much more money mm-hmm. rather than attending to the moral generation. Rather, thank you. Thank you very much to you, Philip. Oh eight nine one one zero four two zero seven. Silo in Mukopane. Good evening. Good evening. Um, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, um, uh, the last call um, was fine. I said the church bill. I will just say that. Um, 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 and they don't pick up. Um. Um, to the uh, leadership, the current leadership. I think there are lots of leadership there who are immoral, but they, are, um, they don't speak up um, about that. And um, um, it's right, uh, there's too many churches now, like um, the same as uh, political parties. It's like each and every one is like forming party or trying to form a church whereby it can uh, it can survive. So, yes. Thank you very much to you, Salomo Kopane. Got your point there, 0891-104207. Is it Memo in Renberg? Yes. Okay, can you please switch off your radio? Okay. Hi, Memo. Yes, hi. Very well, thank you. Yes. I would like to contribute on the issue of morals. I just believe morals, they start within the family. Mm-hmm. No, if parents fail to, you know, rebuild morals in their children, and then the society looks at our children as a foundation. So by the time our kids grow up and we don't have instilled morals, that's when the society goes into a disgrace. So these things of the church, when you go to church and you look at the pastor, I don't think it's necessary. You have to start within yourself. Then you go to church to learn. You don't have to leave and expect the pastor to be a holy, perfect person. They are human. They make mistakes. We are all humans. Everyone has got their piece of mistakes. So if you go to church, you are not like you want the pastor mm. to change their personality. Yes. But you have to learn what the pastor does. They say you can't have everything that the pastor has to do. But it starts within yourself. So if you have got your own morals, you are able to live within the church and exercise all the moral grounds of the society. So I think everything starts within the family. So your family set up, if there are no morals, then there is no foundation. Very true. Thank you very much, Memo, raising some very important points that we can't leave it to the church to instill those. We're going to take a few more calls, Father, then we'll come back to you to just respond to mm-hmm. some of uh, the comments being made by our listeners. 0891-104-207 is the number that you can use to reach us here in the studio. Let's go to Eric Kwapokeni. Good evening. Hi. Good evening, Danny. Hi. 
And good evening, good evening to Father Ray in the studio. Hi, good evening, good evening, my brother. Good evening. Um, I, I, I think uh, not, not wanting to actually tackle what uh, the first caller was alluding to, but mm. I, I, I think that by generalizing the issue and saying that uh, the, the church has failed, um, I think that there's a misconception there mm-hmm. because the church is not really the church building mm. um, because if you look at the Bible um, God or Jesus speaks about the temple not being um, the actual structure but rather it, it's the the body of a person so I, I think the second caller who alluded to the to the point that um, morality begins in the family yes. um, he's, he's got he's got it spot on because even even um, in the Bible, once again, it, it, it refers to uh, the marriage as being the, the core of of uh, the, the 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 broader spectrum. Um, so I, I I really think that uh, it's not the church as such that has failed, rather it's people that are making the church to be their scapegoat in terms of wanting to uh, um, to achieve their um, hidden agendas. Great. Thank you very much. Eric Kwapogweni, thank you so much. Debucho Mtata, good evening. Good evening, Suskani. How are you? Very well, Baba. I'm all right. Uh, I want to agree with the gentleman who just spoke before me. I want to remind us that when we talk about the church, mm-hmm. talk about the priest or the bishop, and we are talking about the body, which are the people that call we that call ourselves Christians, we are the mm, your line there is failing you. Please try and call us back. Zandin Johannesburg, good evening. Good evening, Mr. Yatrani. How are you? Very well, thank you. Uh, the pastor you who's visit here. It's Father Smangali uh, Sumkatra there. Father Smangali, um, what a blessing for me to come through today. Thank you. All, it's like it's the moral regeneration issue. It starts with something within, within uh, uh, you as a young person to make it different. It's easy for us to be corrupt-minded, mm-hmm. but when you so all alone, let's say there's no money, there's no, your family is not there, but then there's someone out there. You, you get out of your own space and out of your own heartaches, whatever you're going through, and then you just focus on changing somebody else's life, then I think it's that thing. Okay. And then, uh, sorry? I think we're going to have to leave it there, Zandi. We have many other callers. Thank you so much. It starts within the very important point. Khoto and Renberg, good evening. Hello. Hi, Khoto. Hi. Um, I would like to make a short comment. Go ahead. Uh, today, the church is really not playing a good role as far as community upbringing is concerned. Instead, the church uh, it, it actually is on those who can afford to pay whatever the church needs, and those who cannot afford, the church doesn't doesn't open doors for them. Mostly these so-called charismatic churches that are in our country today. For an example, if a member has been attending to that church and he doesn't pay whatever the church needs anymore, a funeral comes in that family. That pastor or people in that church are not willing anymore to go and assist in that family. 
Actually, the church is supposed to, we've got a lot of orphans, children who, who don't have parents. I really want to differ with the other speaker who said people must by themselves uh, guide them. We've got kids who don't know what is right, and we expect, one was expecting the church to be playing a role in fathering and mothering the mothers in the churches and the fathers to go out to those houses that the kids are staying by themselves mm. to, to mother them and father them. And if the church can play a role there, I'm sure there will be a difference in this country. I want to thank you. <coughs> thank you so much. Debucho Inumtata, you're back on the line. Thank you, Suskani. Uh, I, I, I was saying that we as, as Christians, we are the church. Mm. And a church is driven by the body. It's not driven by the priest. Yes, the priest or the pastor may have a vision, but it is the church that makes that vision work. And we are not supposed to be pure warmers sitting in church wanting to receive every every Sunday or whenever it is that we go to church. But we must also, as a body, come together and impact in our society. Matthew, Matthew 28 talks about Christ speaking to his disciples, telling them to go out and spread the good news. You don't spread the good news by just talking about Christ. But you become what Christ was to people at that time. You become Christ in your community, and that is what the churches should do. Mm. Sin is not just sin of commission, what we do, but the sin of omission by not doing the things we need to do. We are also sinning as, 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 as Christians, as people in community. We, can, we have to be our brother's keeper. We have to go out there, and we have to go as churches, not just one church, but as churches, as believers, whether you are coming from a mosque or whether you're coming from a, a, a wherever you are coming from, when you go out there as believers, you go out and you go and help people in the community and not wait for somebody who don't wait for the priest or the rabbi or the government to do it. We as 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 as, as believers have yeah. to come together and actually do that. Thank you so much, Debucho. Is it Cashiers in Uppington? Yes. Good evening. Good evening, Matt and Father as well. Good evening. Yes, Father. Uh, I think in the same language which the, the gentleman before the last speaker now spoke about, mm-hmm. uh, referring to we need to mother, especially the upcoming generations, the mm-hmm. youth in mm-hmm. particular, mm-hmm. Uh, about mother the generations. But, but Father, uh, Father I, I, I think Father must maybe look into this point of uh, people who are, who are today trying to make business out of churches. Right. Because you will find out People are establishing so many churches today because of their for their own survival to that to that for that matter. Now, as we are speaking about moral regeneration, and as far as we understand this program for how long it has been coming uh, from up until now, but uh, I would like to say my point that I would like to raise is that uh, it, it has not, it has not yet become effective enough this program as far as the, the speaker also spoke about the effectiveness of it. But I think as the, as the council of churches, we, really, we will really need to come together and, 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 and rethink about how we can uh, effectively put this uh, moral regeneration in the best position for it to be, to be able to get work out for our youth and in particular all South Africans. Thank you so much, Cassius. Oh eight nine one one zero four two zero seven. Still have time for one or two more callers. And let's go to Bushback Ridge and say good evening to Peter. Hi, Siskani. How are you? Very well, thank you, Peter. I actually think you know um, this this topic is very critical and very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people need to understand that uh, family 
it's it's the basic unit of the community. Right. And if the family is the basic unit of the community, it means what goes on or what happens within families is very critical or very, very, very important. So if, if families are not able to actually, you know, bring, you know, rules or, or put, uh, uh, you know, ways in which, you know, their children have to, you know, follow or how, you know, the families have to be run, it becomes very difficult for any other, you know, structure outside the family, like churches or schools or political organization or social organization, to be able to clearly, you know, bring about the question of morale. So it needs to actually start, you know, from home or from families. And then social structures can also play their roles. Schools can play their roles. And everybody, you know, within, you know, the, the whole system can actually play their role. And if we forget that the main uh, uh, source that can bring about morals is, is, is families themselves, then we are going to actually lose it. And maybe I want to also uh, differ with the people that are thinking, you know, that churches are not working. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the father has just indicated a very critical point to say, you know, churches have been working for quite a long time. Yes. And I think we're go- churches are going to continue to actually do that because they are, you know, impacting societies in various areas or in, in, in various ways. So uh, the fact that we don't really see the results now does not mean churches are not working. It only means it's not it's not able to reach as much people as possible. And, I mean, we need to be realistic and understand that some other people don't go to churches. So if they don't go to churches and families don't have basic principles, where do we think they're getting their, you know, morals? And the last point I want to say is that we also need to realize that the question of morals is more like principles mm-hmm. and not like not not necessarily what we see from outside. What we see from outside is a, it's a fruit of what actually has has happened before. Oh, so. Morals are roots, are the basics, are the things that deal with, you know, the person inside. Yes. And if the person is not really, you know, uh, uh, built from inside, it, it's very easy for us to realize that we are not going to win as a society, as a country, or as, you know, as, as, as communities. Well, that's the contribution I wanted to make. Thank you very much, Peter. Let's go to our last call for the evening, Ndota in Libode. Good evening. Hi, Ndota. Hi, ma'am. Hi, good evening. Good evening to the listeners, too. I just want to be short in this issue, but I believe that the morals, hence they begins at home. Mm. But the only problem here now in this country is that, to me, in fact, firstly, to my belief, morals solemnly lies to the religions, especially to the customs. Now, the problem that we have got another religion that has been empowered to despise another religion, However, the religions themselves can meet and combine and evaluate, in fact, and find a solution if how can we impart morals to the children. Because, for an example, we'll find that a person, whatever he attended the churches, whatever he attended the church, maybe he has been married and is having two kids, but he turned out to be a lesbian or a gay. You, you find now that in terms of the church, it's only that the only problem to the church is that it's blindly submissive. I believe that God cannot come from even to solve our problems here. We have got customs that are not actually despised by other religions so far. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Dr. Autin Libode.
Father, quite a number of diverse views coming through from our listeners, some feeling very strongly that it starts within the family as the basic unit of the community, others saying the church has failed completely, while others saying the church has done well. Let's give credit where credit is due. Let's come back to you. All right, can I comment on... Absolutely, go ahead. First of all, a general statement, and I'm saying it with all the confidence, that the vast majority of the people of South Africa are actually morally not perfect, but I think they take their moral love, ethical life very seriously. Yes. They would like to be good mm. and to live in a society that is a, a good and so on, with all that implies. So sure. we, not, we don't start from the premise that people in the ch- or the churches, whatever we mean, mm. uh, have failed. But I've already considered that, uh, unfortunately, there are people in the church who have uh, uh, let down Actually, the teaching of the church, the teaching of Jesus Christ and so on, that is a fact. But the people that catch the, uh, uh, that probably seem to be uh, uh, prominent in the media are the scalywags. They're no good. They are the ones. I mean, if you are a, 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 a rapist and a murderer and a drug dealer, uh, you, you catch the biggest, uh, you know, headline. If, for example, you make a statement that shows a gross a disrespect for certain people in authority and so that catches the headlight. But there are uh, millions of other people who are doing the exact opposite, which is good. Mm. Family, I agree. But family, actually one could say, does not also exist or exercise its function in isolation. It gets its values from a, a broader society and therefore says um, in my family I want to make sure that my children live according to these values now whether these are just values from the constitution, whether these are values from the uh, from the bible or the Quran, whether these are just viol- values what we in a uh, moral generation called uh, the charter of positive values because these are values that are accepted by the people across culture, across language, across ideology. So the family then becomes a very important instrument Mm -hmm. to transmit those uh, uh, values. And I don't believe personally that uh, uh, there's anything that one can say, these are just my moral principles as an isolated individual. You are part of society. You are influenced by society, whatever way, uh, whichever way you may think about it. And also just to say in passing that, yes, I must admit there's a mushrooming of churches springing up all over the place. I experienced exactly the same thing when I was in uh, Latin America, particularly after people gained their independence and so on and so on. Particularly the the so-called charismatic uh, churches Churches, and and, and so on, uh, who seem to be, I would say, seem, I want to be fair to them because I've not yet done a thorough sociological (laughs) research, but they seem to, uh, to be almost reasonably good yes. at fundraising. Mm-hmm. You see, whereas the truth of the matter, I'm not, I'm not trying to compare, but the truth of the matter is that in general, we are mainline missionary churches. 
I think still take a spirit of sacrifice, even of uh, uh, denying themselves or some of the worldly goods uh, very seriously as part of an integral part of their own uh, uh, belief in, in Jesus Christ. They take very seriously what is in the best interest, particularly of the poor, the oppressed and so on. They are very well, uh, well known for that. Now, I'll leave it to the researchers maybe to go into this uh, phenomenon of uh, mushrooming of these churches because there must be a, a, a reason why this is happening. And I also I won't uh, deny the fact that uh, uh, some of them are really, they probably are uh, 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 very much part of the, uh, uh, what uh, shall I say, um, uh, style of life which is very opulent, which is materialistic, which uh, values things, money, rather than persons and the dignity of person. That is definitely true. Now, what we also need to bear in mind is that uh, we live in a secular state. Mm. And Nothing. actually on the point of a secular state We have an SMS that's come in here And it says I'm grappling with locating the role of the morals of faith Communities in a secular state And it comes from Fanunobo out in Cape Town Let's just talk about what being in a secular state Means for us uh, as faith communities Yes, basically what it really means Is that in our constitution, mm-hmm. there's no preference or discriminating discrimination uh, or special favors for any of the churches, which is in line with our freedom of uh, uh, association, freedom of uh, religion, of worship, freedom of expression, and so on. So, whereas in other communities, for example, a uh, to be a president, to, to be a prime minister, you must of necessity belong to uh, the dominant uh, religious church. Mm. So in South Africa, we are saying all uh, you know religious formations are, are, are equal, mm. not necessarily in terms of particularly of uh, their uh, uh, importance in what they are achieving, but as a matter of principle, we do not discriminate against any uh, uh, of them. Father, we are completely out of time. We're going to have to end it there for tonight and, sure. and also just open the invitation to you again to come and join us at some point. It's a very big topic. We'll yes. never be able to finish it in one night, but just to thank you for just imparting some of your wisdom. Where can people contact the Moral Regeneration Movement? Well, we have our office mm-hmm. um, in Bramfontein. Mm-hmm. The telephone number is 011-403-3559. And yes. if they'd like to leave some comments in email, is there an email there? People? Um, well, the email is um, MRM, MRM. Or, or others. Yes. MRM dot org dot ZA. Okay, let's just who at MRM dot org dot ZA. Well, uh, for example, if you wanted to contact me, mm-hmm. you just smangaliso mm-hmm. at MRM. Okay, wonderful. Thank you very much. The father's email is mangaliso at mrm 
www.org.za Great. Wonderful. Thank you so much for uh, joining us on Living Sons. We'd love to have you again. You're definitely a, uh, a person that can lead us on this uh, topic so much that we still wanted to talk about and the subject is deep. Like you say, the next time we're going to get into the actual mm-hmm. principles and the different pillars that MRM looks at as far as moral yes. regeneration is concerned. And we close off this discussion with the sounds of Nati and Nganye, so with Fana Nojobe.